You're listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican. What's going on, everyone? We have a really exciting show today. I'm your host, Danny Ablican, with my brother from the same mother, not different mother, Matthew Ablican. What's going on, man? So that's all hearsay. You don't know that it's from the from same mother, but that's hearsay. And you're doing, you're getting better at these intros, Dad. Oh, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate hey, it, Matt. You look well, good. I want to say we have an exciting show for you today, but it seems like Matthew is uh, going to be arguing against the impossible today, thinking that rates are not going to come down. And I'm going to be talking about why I think rates will be coming down. And for those of you listening and watching, make sure to subscribe Hit the thumbs up. Look at that. Throw a comment. Look at that. Throw, throw a comment in the comment section, man. We love reading them. And uh, make sure to hit that notification bell. You don't read and, them. I uh, read them. <laughs> and make sure, excuse me, I'm trying to do the intro. And make sure to hit that notification bell, guys, so that you're uh, always kept up to date on the uh, newest videos that Look we drop. That. Look okay. at that. Awesome. Good job, buddy. Let's get into it, man. So hang on. Before we do that, uh, so we want to answer the question that everybody always has. It's one of the most frequently asked questions we get today. Will the rates come down or I want to, some people will say, I want to wait to buy real estate until rates come down. So you think rates aren't going to come down. We're going to get into why. And I have a, I want to make a bet. Let's make a bet, man. I love making bets. So with you. you think right now there's no way that rates uh, can, I'm, I'm not even going to argue that rates are going to stay the same. I'm going to argue that they're going to go higher. You're, okay? You think so, the rates so that's are going to go higher. I'm gonna argue, oh, and man. I'm going to give you my points. But what I want to ask you is, since you don't think that at all, that there's no chance, right? Then- if I can convince you that there is a chance, that there is a chance, can we make a gentleman's bet? You, you buy you buy lunch next time? One thing that I just want to say is the, yes best, or no. the best kind of money is Matthew money because he works so hard for it, day and night <laughs> slaving. So when you win a bet from Matthew, it's not just about like winning a bet from anybody. It's like this guy like really works hard. So when you get his money, it's just, it feels good to be like, you know what? I got it. <laughs> But anyways, to answer your question, I would love to do a bet with you, but okay. there absolutely is a chance that rates can go up. Okay. So I just, if, so if I just don't think it will. So if you say, if, if after you hear my argument, you say, wow, okay, that makes sense. I still don't subscribe to it, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You buy lunch. How about we do the bet so that if I think there's more, there's more credibility or more possibility that the rates can increase, then- Okay, decrease. Fine. Yeah, fine. That's fine. that's what it's makes fine. sense. Okay, for me. let's get into it. Let's, let's not bore the audience with the details. Let's get, let's get into it. Fine. All right. Shake on it. That's fine, bro. I All got right. you. Don't worry. <laughs> Go ahead. Start your start your argument, sir. Okay. I personally, and again, for everybody watching or listening here, we're talking strictly. I think we can agree on um, for Canada and Ontario, our not, local market. Not only that, these are personal opinions and, and may not, yeah. they're not to be presented as facts. Yeah. So uh, we're not lawyers or accountants. Uh, make sure that we're not giving any tax or bankers advice or, or, or bankers. So yeah. if you're looking for legal advice, reach out to your lawyer or accountant uh, for tax advice. But uh, going into it. So I personally, based, especially based off of the most recent Bank of Canada announcement where they decided to hold the key interest rate, I don't think that rates will go up anytime soon based on the fact that you know they've told us that inflation has come down right inflation has come down and they are trying to stabilize the market i think if you go the other route and increase the rates it's just gonna push people further and further to their threshold which i think people are reaching 
um, which is going to cause a huge, massive um, crash in the market, I think, when people's mortgages come up for renewal uh, in the next coming years. If the rates go up like you're predicting, they will be, or you're claiming that there's a poss- strong possibility where it might happen. Uh, I don't think the government wants that. I don't think government wants people to lose their houses. I think if that happens, it's going to be a huge chain reaction that's going to cause... Why are you laughing? It's going to cause a huge uh, problem. And guess what? The government wants their tax money. And if people lose their houses and they lose their jobs, government's not going to be making money. So I'm going to bank that um, Big Brother is uh, not going to want to let that happen. And as a result, they're going to keep the key interest rates where it is right now, at least for the foreseeable future. And then start to decrease the rates, I think, towards the end of 2023 slash beginning of 2024 nice personally nice spoken like an economist who's not getting paid for his opinion (laughs) again just my humble opinion but i am very very curious to hear why you think there's a strong possibility that the rates are going to go up is that all you have to say about why you think rates will go down or or stay the same i listen it's a cyclical market rates come up rates come down i think they will definitely um come down in the future the only question is when I don't know. You don't know. Nobody really knows when they're going to come down, but I think they definitely will. All right. So I'll start off by first acknowledging what you said and then talk about why I think rates are going to go up. Okay. So you mentioned that they want to stabilize the market. Uh, You mentioned that they're... Uh, why don't I even understand my writing? There's sometimes. nothing on your notepad. There's it's what are you it's talking blank. about? It's full of notes. <laughs> it's blank. You're just uh, like oh, okay. It. You said they want to stabilize the market. Uh, they've ba- they've made announcements recently about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to achieve. Uh, they don't want to cause a chain reaction. The governments, you know, they don't want to be losing money and and profits and and all that stuff. Okay, so. I'm just going to say that if the government wanted to stabilize the real estate market, there's only one way to do that, and that's to increase supply in a healthy way. That's my opinion. If you're going to do anything to try to curb demand, people are resilient. People will adapt. People will find a way to buy real estate, which is the proof in that is so much. But one proof is that we're seeing the market in real time with rates at 6%, 7%. It's changing in real time for the better. We're seeing multiple offers. We're seeing all this. Why? Because people are resilient and people will adapt. So I think when we talk about stabilizing the market, I don't think curbing demand is always the right thing to do. I I think it could be a combination of increasing supply and curbing demand, but we're not, they're not able to increase supply because you can't force builders to develop. And when a lot of people, a lot of people are misunderstanding why builders are not building right now. A lot of people think that, Builders are not building because there's no demand. That's not true. There's a lot of demand. The reason why builders are not building, the one reason that I'm getting from builders I speak with, big builders, is that they can't properly estimate what the cost to build is going to be a year from now. And the reason that's important is because when you go to uh, market, you go to sales, you got to achieve a certain number of sales, then you go to get construction financing, and then you start you know, getting trades and all that organized. And the reason why they can't estimate what those are going to be because of a few reasons, supply chain issues, um, and also the rise in the interest rate is also impacting how much the cost of borrowing is for the builders. So they have to borrow money for construction financing. As they borrow money at a higher rate, guess what? They have to sell their products for more money. Oh, for sure. new stuff is more expensive. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with you right now. So in terms of stabilizing the market, the way to do that is to 
increase supply. So now there's all these attempts to curb demand, right? Yep. And some people listening to this will say, well, they're raising rates to battle inflation. Well, they caused inflation. That's true. So so now I, I want to get to that point. They caused inflation. So if they caused inflation and now they're raising rates because that's their one of their tools in their toolboxes to get inflation down to 2%, which is what is on the Bank of Canada's website, on the Federal Reserve's website. We'll talk about Bank of Canada though. It's yeah. on their website. That's their inflation target to be below 2%. And we're at, now we're at, at the time of this recording, 59 or 6. Think about it. Eight aggressive rate hikes, the most aggressive rate hikes in the Bank of Canada's history, and inflation is still 6%. It's three times as high as where it needs to be as per their own, back to what you're saying, their yeah. announcements, back to what they're saying on their website. So that's another reason why I think rates will go up. Now, keep that going. Uh, chain reaction uh, and, and the government's losing money. The governments, don't, the governments, in my opinion, don't care about losing money because okay here's here's what i mean by that let me unpack that yeah a lot of people are saying it's very unpopular when it starts to affect canadians pockets their their finances things like that it's very unpopular for the party that's in leadership right now for sure yeah so that's the mindset the government doesn't want to be put in a bad spot because then they might lose the election or and not be in power yeah i get i get that i subscribe to that times are different and this is going to be my my major point i'm going to get into in a second times are different right now how much has your government that you know about that's in power done things that are unpopular with a lot of people that are uh you know anybody else who would have done it would have went to prison let's be real yeah some serious things that they're being accused of okay and they're still in leadership roles whereas something that was lesser of importance, lesser corrupt, lesser of a problem, lesser of a scandal would have happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that person would have right away stepped down, right away. For sure. So what I'm saying right now is that times are different. The way you're looking at it, I think is right traditionally, but I'm saying now times are different and the government will do what the unpopular thing is in order to achieve whatever agenda they're trying to achieve. So you think there's like this massive like agenda that they have and you well, know, abso- gonna- well, absolutely yeah. because they're they're taking this and with this hand and putting it out here and calling it well we got to stop inflation, but let's still send hundreds of millions of dollars to Ukraine. Yeah, for sure. We got to stop inflation, but let's do uh you know, let's let's give out, you know, this much money to people who want to go through this operation, yeah. taxpayer dollars. Where's that money coming from? That's going to keep causing inflation. I agree. So if it causes inflation, if all those things, those are two things I just dropped, but there's more as we know, if those two things are causing inflation, which we know it is 40% of the money printed in the world got printed during 2020, 40%. That's almost half since the inception of you know, these our countries, money system, yeah. our, our monetary system, that's causing inflation and we're printing more and we're giving more and let's welcome all these people, all these immigrants, which my parents are immigrants. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I think every country should do that. Let's welcome them all in and give them housing and give them shelter, education costs and, you know, cost of living. We're going to give them the money. The taxpayers will pay for that through inflation. Now, if inflation keeps going up and their choice is to raise rates, 
then that's what they're going to do. Now, I get it. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Raising rates will cause a negative ripple effect in the economy, shatter the economy. I get it. It'll cause a lot of bloodshed in the streets. But if they don't raise rates and inflation runs rampant and people still can't afford stuff because it's going to go haywire. Yeah. Well, then what do they do? And another example is we have a carbon tax coming up. Well, at the time of this recording, it's coming up on April 1st. By the time you hear this, it's probably already out. Why do we have a carbon tax if we're trying to limit inflation and lower the price of certain certain things that we need every day, like oil, like gas? Yeah. So if I if I got you right, correct me if I'm wrong, you're just saying the reckless spending of the Canadian government right now, right? The liberal government is pretty much going to lead us into increased rates, higher rates, because they're printing more money, spending more money. And as a result, taxpayers have to pay for that. Right. Yeah, well, it's and, either it's either that, or it's inflation running rampant. Yeah. And here's what I think personally is going to happen. I think that we're still going to have high inflation. I don't think we'll we'll get to the two percent mark, unless the numbers are manipulated and, and certain things are yeah. manipulated, which they already are. But I think we're going to have that period of like higher inflation and higher rates at the same time. I think we're going to have a a stagflation scenario, something that happened in the Great Depression, worse this time around. Because there's more money, more debt in our system. Yeah, and I think that's what's good. that happened already in the late thir- um, sorry, the late twenties, uh, early thirties, I believe it was. And I think that's going to happen again. That's per- that's my personal belief. Wow, so you're, and I haven't um, even given you the cherry on top of why I think all this is going to happen. I want to hear the cherry. The cherry on top is central bank digital currencies are real. China already launched theirs. I think the uh, Bank of Central Bank of Nigeria, I could be wrong, has extended the deadline for their citizens to bring in their cash and their old money, their old fiat currency, to switch over to the central bank digital currency. And that's happening. That's not a conspiracy theory. I don't care to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Yeah. The the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell in the US has come out and said, this is a, a while ago, months ago, has said, um, we're working on a central bank digital currency. I know Canada's doing the same. Europe is doing the same. That's that's happening. So so what does that mean? So though? yeah, let like, me explain it. Go so, through it. I want to hear. So the central bank on. digital currency works on what? I mean, you like crypto. It works on what? Blockchain. Yeah. We don't have blockchain right now in our banks. That's not the system we're using. It's a different. It's a complete opposite system actually than blockchain. So what I'm saying, the cherry on top, is that our banking system is changing. Our financial system is changing right before our eyes. And in order for that to happen, the old system needs to die. So and you think they're going to crash? Get, I'm not saying they need to crash anything. I just need, I'm just saying that the old system needs to die. Hard assets may never crash. I don't know. Yeah. We might be in a super cycle like people are saying we're in. A, a hard asset super cycle. We, we could be in, in one of those. So I think we're going to have inflation. We're going to have higher rates, higher inflation. Maybe a super cycle in goods and a completely new financial banking system, which is already taking place in other parts of the world. Yeah. You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense, especially about the the cherry on top with the centralized currency. You know, I think they are going to move in that direction 
for sure 100 i don't think it's a conspiracy theory whoever thinks it is honestly you should go and like look look it up and research more about it just go on the bank's um, websites it just makes sense for yeah. them to do it because obviously when they get rid of the actual hard cash the fiat currency they're going to be able to tax everything like there's not going to be a way you can kind of avoid you know what you know what the conspiracy theory is with central bank digital currencies what? Well, then they're going to control your money. They could they could turn off your money. They could not let you use it. You could only use it within a, fifth, a five mile, five kilometer radius. Fine. We're not going to go down that route. I don't care for that rabbit hole. But they can already yeah, kind yeah. of control you your money. They can do that. Now. They can seize your bank account. <laughs> they can account seize now. your bank accounts, so, right? So that's not what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and, and before, just to one of your points, you said the, the reckless spending of the liberal government. I, I didn't say it that way. I, it doesn't matter to me which party is in power. It's whoever's in power. Whoever's like, this in power, is yeah. this is what the the central bank is, is doing. This is what the government's doing, and that's it. That's what's happening. And I don't think that we're gonna see like a major, you know, collapse or anything like that in terms of like finance, like certain financial assets. Like I don't see the reason why I can't see in this particular case a major drop in real estate is because the supply supply is low. Yeah, it's it's cut in half by the it's cut in half year over year, February 2022 to February 2023. It was cut in half. And the and February 2022, they were getting 20, 30, 40 offers on one house. And now the supply has been cut in half. So demand has been cut in half too because of the rates going up. But supply is also cut. So that leaves a deficit either way. Still, we're still in a deficit. Yeah, we're we're still in a deficit. And the government is pushing, pushing builders to, hey, Create more affordable, affordable housing, housing yeah. but that's different from creating, you know, condominiums or or single family homes. The affordable housing it works. The initiatives work completely differently. So, those are that's why I think we're ha- we'll have inflation, we'll have higher rates, and that's going to be with us and, and a new monetary system very soon. Yeah, no, that all honestly makes sense. It's definitely very possible. It is more. Um, I am more inclined to definitely believe that as well too. Um, I don't know if I'd say I'm more inclined to believe that than rates coming down, you know, because of them interested increasing the rates this past eight months or 12 months. And, um, I just feel like right now, if the supply issue was addressed instead of, you know, cutting down or trying to, you know, curb demand, that would be the more stable route to go. But obviously, as you've seen, you know, with supply, you know, the governments can't force developers to develop, which it's kind of weird in a way because, you know, they, the developers are the ones in control, right, of the supply. So I don't know, like, if you were, let's say, in power, what would what would you do to kind of increase supply? Just make it... They're starting They're starting to do a lot of things now, but the federal government's not agreeing with the provincial governments. And, you know, I think there's just so much stuff. Like, leave it up to the province to dictate that stuff, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, there's too much red tape. Yeah, in there's terms too of much red tape. Right? You got you to gotta shorten approval times for projects to get approved. Yeah. You got to get, you know, give give a little bit of leeway with certain situations uh, where somebody needs an exemption or somebody needs to get this, uh, yeah, an exemption. Like, a builder has to get exemption. Or, like, you know, there's bats. I heard one story. There's bats. The builder said that the city can't even look at the project that's proposed because bats were nesting in the area around the time that the builder was submitting paperwork to the city. What does one have to do with the other? Like, I don't care about the bats. Honestly, I feel, I feel like we should definitely put the more value on people, you know, livelihoods and, of and, people and, and people, humans yeah, and, and human yeah. beings. But, but uh, also that builder offered to relocate the bats yeah. and pay for the relocation. They said we're they not still looking. Said no? They said we're not looking at it for two years. Wow, two years. Two years. So, it's a long time. 
point being is you get rid of the red tape, you get rid of the bureaucracy, you get rid of the nonsense politics. Okay, this is business, it's housing. And then you sit down with developers and you create a plan as to like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna create real and true affordable housing? One de- developer, a big developer gave me a, a prime example and he told me the cities, they don't want it. The province, they don't wanna do it. So one example is, let's say there's a condominium building, 200 units. Okay, we're going to dedicate uh, you know, 50 units to affordable housing. But the development charges, give us tax credits against those development charges. Why would we pay development charges, which are super expensive, yeah. and then give, it, give this away for affordable housing? Why would we do that out of the goodness that of our heart? Make like, sense, no, yeah. we're, we're builders. Nobody gave us a, a credit to buy the land. Nobody gave us this to, to build. No one gives us anything. So they said, no, we want the development charges. So you mean as the government, you want to charge the builder, the person taking all the risk to give housing to Canadians, and then you also want them to give affordable housing. Kinda, how does kinda, that, how is that going to work? It's a catch 22. You well, it's not, it's just it not, work. doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's just, so, so build that builder said, give us the tax credits. We'll, we'll dedicate this many units to affordable housing. And we don't even have to manage the affordable housing. The builder said, cause you know, sometimes they give it to their family and friends, mm. the affordable housing units when they do stuff like that mm. in a small amount, the builder said, let the government create its own task deal force and deal with it based on a proper application, proper, Things like that. For sure. That's that's and one way. I mean, I wouldn't get into politics, but that's one way. And I do. think that it makes so much sense, like for the developers to come to the table and actually offer that. But for the city to, let's say, refuse that and say, no, we want development charges for all the units or whatever the case is, yeah. I think is ridiculous because obviously they want that money, the extra money for spending, right? So it, it all comes down to, you know, greed. I think it all comes down to certain people not wanting to and politics and politics. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, greed is at the base of. Right. So it's one of those situations where, you know, there are viable options, even just based off of what you told me of that one with that conversation with the developer. But it's just too much. There's too much different uh, factors that will stop, you know, something like that good from happening. So, and two final points that yeah. cuz we're going to we're going to st- we're going to end this soon, but two final points yeah. that I think you're going to buy me the lunch is <laughs> when you said that their announcements and what they're trying to do. Don't forget in 2020 was it 2021 or 2020 the Bank of Canada said we're not raising rates yeah, I remember that. until 2024. I know. It started at the beginning of 2022. And that's something that you you really definitely want to keep in mind. Um and what they're saying now may not be actually which way they're going to go. So it's true. They could always change 100%. Yeah. And and I forget the, it was a lesser important point, but I there was something else that I really wanted to say, but that's fine. I think I made my points clear. Your points are pretty clear. Honestly, I might have to consider buying you that lunch, depending on where it is though. <laughs> go to Angela's. Go to Angela's Bakery. <laughs> but uh, this was really good, man. It's good to kind of talk about these different situations and scenarios and, and things. It's good for people to think about and consider. Uh, again, a lot of the stuff is out of our control. So just do your due diligence, do your best in terms of investing and things like that. Don't over leverage right, right now. I think that's a really bad thing to do in this market uh, to take on too much debt. I know people that have done that and they're hurting right now. Yeah. Um, but definitely seek professional advice from uh, your uh, real estate broker, mortgage broker, aka us, um, and uh, for both, for both, and uh, your accountants and, and lawyers and things like that. Just because you want to make the most advised uh, decision. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
all right guys yeah for sure man thank you guys so much for watching really appreciate it um thank you so much for the plus five thousand subs uh you guys are awesome again make sure to reach out to us you know where to find us uh we're on instagram uh matthew ablican at millennials choice at danny ablican feel free to message us if you have any questions about your personal circumstance again we we do our best to kind of advise and help people uh when we're doing these things but again we're not you know giving you specific advice right now that's why you should reach out to us if you do have any specific questions Um, and we're always we love helping people so make sure to reach out and uh until next time guys we're out we're out